Sometimes you just need a little encouragement. Am I right? Look, I get it. Life is messy and there are so many things that can keep us feeling stuck or overwhelmed in our everyday life. I want you to know that you're not doing this alone. So, welcome to Chasing Wonderment. This is a podcast designed to help you get unstuck, learn how to shift your mindset, and get some encouragement from your internet bestie. That's me. Okay, you ready? Let's start Chasing Wonderment. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. It is the start of a new week, at least when I'm recording this podcast, which should have been uploaded already, but you know what? That's just how life has gone recently. Okay, so yesterday, oh my goodness, yesterday Alex helped me organize the kids' toys and work on our bedroom because we had Christmas stuff out and wow, it just, it feels really good. We worked for so long and we got the kids new toy bins and um, just sorted through all the old junkie toys and the baby toys, all that stuff. Um, And just started preparing space for all their new Christmas stuff. No, I haven't gotten around to it because y'all life is messy and that's okay. Um, So we did that yesterday and it just, it feels really good. I record the podcast in my room, so it feels really good to be looking around this room and just, it feels like a fresh start. And there is nothing better to an Enneagram 7 than a fresh start. Am I right? You might not be an Enneagram 7, but I am. Um, I love new, fresh things and uh, things that are exciting and fresh starts always just feel really, really good to me. So one of the things that was really helpful as we were um, planning this decluttering process, and I've been thinking about it for the whole of last week basically, um, was something that I had heard from Ali Casaza. She is a um, minimalist coach essentially. She helps people dive into clutter and getting rid of it and um, all the things that happen when our lives are cluttered. She has been insanely helpful to me. So if you are looking to declutter your home and your life, please go give her a follow on Instagram. I will make sure to share her website and her Instagram name here. Um, But she was talking about decluttering and she said to go in a room and think about how your room makes you feel, whether it's your bathroom, whether it's your bedroom. And as I was thinking about it, I looked in our room and I was like, it feels like a toy closet because we have a tiny house. If you've not heard our story about or read our story about the home that we live in right now, um, it is 750 square feet. So she tiny. Um, and a lot of the time we just don't have space for things. So they end up getting stuffed in corners in our bedroom. And I was just thinking like, oh, it feels, it feels like a toy closet. That's what it feels like. It feels like a toy distribution center and not like a space that I, as a grown adult woman, like exist in, get to feel like it's my space. Um, So I was thinking about that and she also said once you establish how it makes you feel currently, then you set an intention for what you want the room to feel like. So I promise, I promise, this is, we're going somewhere with this. Um, But as I was thinking about it, I was like, I want it to feel like it was mine. I I want it to feel like it's mine. So that's where we started this um, decluttering process from was the intention of making our room feel like it's ours again and removing all the toys out of it like completely 
zero toys in my bedroom. Okay, now here is why I'm telling you all of this because it ties directly into part of what I want to chat about today. Today on the podcast, um, well this month, I am talking about my personal goals. So last week I shared my goals, what they look like, how I'm chasing them, well not how, but but the specific goals I am I am aiming for and how I came to find those goals essentially. And today I want to talk about how I will con- how I will chase them, how I will achieve these goals. So the very first thing that um, can help achieve goals and really helps me is to set the intention, which is why I was talking about setting the intention for the room. Um, it can be really helpful when you are setting out to achieve something to address how you currently feel about it. How do you feel? Whether it's your your goal is nutrition, whether it's your house, whether it's... Um, your rhythms and routines in your life, whatever that looks like, how do you currently feel about them? How do they make you feel? Does it make you feel like you're a failure? Like you're worthless? Like you're gross and and fluffy and uncomfortable? Like what, how do you feel about the thing that you are aiming towards? And then that's when you can set the intention. So then you choose how you intend to feel as you're chasing the goal, while you're chasing it, in the process of your chasing it, and also how you want to feel when you achieve it. Now I know some of these goals like nutrition and health, they may not be like a an achievable thing because there's always going to be things that we need to tweak with our nutrition. There's always going to be things that we um, need to tweak with our routines because life changes, right? And it's sometimes messy. So it's not always perfect. That's not the goal. The goal is never perfection. But when you choose an intention for how you want to feel, how you will feel while you're chasing this goal, as you're figuring out how this works for you, what it looks like in your life, um, it can be so, so insanely helpful. Often, this unlocks new ideas or new thoughts, like a, a new level of creative thinking. Um, when I was thinking about the intention for my bedroom, I had never thought to remove the toys out of one cupboard that we have in our room. It was just the place that we kept them because it was where they fit. Um, note, I have a whole other cupboard in another room that is not in my bedroom that is full of my craft supplies. So my what I realized is I've been letting myself keep all the toys in my room and it doesn't feel like it's really mine because they're just everywhere. I mean, the kids come in our room and like pull stuff out and then they dump puzzle pieces all over the floor um and I'm just constantly frustrated by the clutter or they'll they'll grab a toy and then put it back but not all the way um so it just it's been a source of frustration I had never thought until I set the intention I had never thought to change the cupboards just swap the the materials inside the cupboards so Um, I am planning on, we didn't get to it last night, but I am planning on taking the craft supplies out of my crafting cupboard, bringing them in my room because those are mine and I have control over them and taking the toys out and putting them in the crafting cupboard. Like super easy switch. But again, I had not thought of that previously until I set the intention. So once I set that intention, 
um, it became very clear what I needed to do and how I needed to achieve the feelings that I wanted to experience when I walk in my bedroom. Okay, you can do that with any room, by the way. Um, It's really helpful. And you can also do it with goals, which is what I wanted to talk about today is when we set the intention of how we want to feel, it can often unlock these new ideas and new thoughts. And this creates like a, it creates a backbone for how we live our life. So when I coach and when I teach my students, we always, 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 like cannot emphasize that enough, we always talk about how we feel currently and how we want to feel first. Before we get to the vision casting of how, like what specifically we want to do, before we get to goal setting, we talk about this very big picture idea of our feelings, our vibes, what we want to experience, because that sets the backbone and the precedent And it's kind of like backup music. Like it makes the scene of your life so much better because if anybody has ever watched like old movies, I'm talking like the old Goldies, like from the 1940s with with black and white, there isn't a lot of backup music. Um, There might be music here and there. There are definitely musicals. But often there isn't, there's like these moments of silence where like people are talking, but there's no sound in the background. And if you compare that to a, to a TV show now, there's often music in the background. It builds momentum. It shows, it tells the story. It helps to explain if it's a spooky part, then they start playing spooky music in the background. That is what these feelings and um, intentional choosing intentionally choosing your feelings your experiences what you want to experience can set it's like the background music of a movie that I feel like that was a really long-winded way to explain it I hope that makes sense but what it does is allows you the time and space to figure out what you want to experience and how you want to experience it so that when it actually comes to living it out you have a much better handle on what and how to create what you want to create. Does that make sense? Okay, so number one, set the intention. How do you currently feel about where you're at? And how do you intend to or want to feel as you travel down your journey of life and chase this next goal for the next quarter, for this year, whatever that looks like for you? Okay, number two. Number two of how to how I choose to chase after my goals. Number two is having realistic pessimism. Now, hang with me for a second. I'm not talking about pessimism as like everything's awful and blah, 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 blah. It's going to be miserable. I'm an optimist. But often what I have found is that when we set goals, when we vision cast, when we get this really clear plan, we get really really hyped up right it's exciting like there's there's new things ahead I love new things I'm an Enneagram 7 I love newness I love excitement I love a fresh start I love the beginnings that's my favorite part that's my jam so often when we set these goals we get really hyped up we get really excited and then life happens (laughs) 
life happens and it gets messy and our goals get harder to chase or something comes up and we can't get to them and we get frustrated that it's not working in the timeline or in the way that we anticipated it to work. We get really disappointed. This is when that yo-yo feeling comes where you're really high and you're going after something as hard as you can and then you plummet to the floor because you failed, because it didn't work, because you're too much of a hot mess and then all those mindset blocks come in and they tell you all these lies and you believe them for a while and then you hype yourself up again and up and down and up and down you go. Okay, so realistic pessimism is about preparing for the inevitable slump that is coming. It's coming. It always comes. And instead of being surprised that you have days that don't go as planned, instead of being shocked that you get discouraged or you get bored or you're annoyed with chasing this goal or you don't want to exercise again, and if you ever look at another smoothie, you're going to throw up, you have to be prepared for the inevitable. That is what I mean by realistic pessimism. So the first thing that this can, that can help you here is how will this feel? Now, I got real honest with myself this time around with goal setting. See, I have been working on a few goals for years, honestly, and I feel like it's time for me to kind of step into those and take it to a new level. And the majority of my goals this year are about rhythms and routines. Now, I have been working on rhythms and routines for years, and it has taken me a really long time to get to where I'm at. Now, I'm not saying that everyone struggles with this. I know that it is my particular struggle because of my personality, because I am an Enneagram 7. I'm an ENFP. Basically, I'm a hot mess with a side of crazy. It makes me real fun. (laughs) I love ideas. I love new ideas. I love fresh starts. I love the newness. I love excitement. So rhythms and routines are hard for me because they're boring. So when it comes to realistically being a realistic pessimist, when it, with these goals in mind, I asked myself, how will I feel, how will this feel when I get to the desired result? And the desired result for me is to have certain rhythms and routines that are basically on lock every single day. And I wrote, I'll probably feel a little bored. That is a pessimistic, that's a realistic pessimism. Because when I hit this this goal of achieving these routines and rhythms, as a person who loves excitement and change and newness, I'm going to feel a little bit bored. It's going to feel boring. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the moment, there's going to be moments where I want to stop because it's not fun, because it's not exciting, because it's boring. So... I have already chosen to accept the fact that when I achieve these rhythms and routines, as I'm working toward these goals, I'm going to feel bored. That's okay. That's the point. Because here's the thing. Boredom, on the other side of boredom, there is always an opportunity. Boredom breeds creativity. It does. When you get bored, if you you don't believe me and you have a kid, take away their toys and give them like paper and pencils. And they will be like miserable for 20, 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden, they will start creating things that you did not know they had in them. 
because boredom breeds creativity. It's always an opportunity. So what I am assuming is that as I create these rhythms and routines that support my life, that help me get things under control and on the track that I want them to, that help me create this sense of stability in my life, I'm going to feel a little bit bored. I am. It's going to happen. And then I'm going to have opportunities for more of what I love. Because now my brain is not mulling over all the things I have to do and all the things I've been putting off for two weeks and all the things I avoid and all the things that stress me out because they're already done. So as they get accomplished on a consistent basis and we build up that routine and that rhythm, I'm going to feel bored, yes. And then I'm going to have even more freedom. That's, that's the point. The whole point is boredom. So, okay, realistic pessimism. First of all, how will this feel in like a realistic, pessimistic way? That can be really, really helpful in taking you the long haul, taking me the long haul through these goals. The next thing is to have a long haul mindset. So how will this feel and how long will this take? See, often... We get this idea that we want to set goals and we get really hype and we get excited about it and we're like, oh, it's going to be like two months. I'm going to spend two months on this and it's going to be on lock and it's going to be perfect. Okay. Um, Yeah, that would be great. But life happens and it's messy and sometimes we don't want to and we put things off and sometimes things come up and we can't do it. Like we physically don't have time or mental energy or or physical energy. Um, So... What happens, again, is that yo-yo effect of we get really hyped up, we go hard after it, we wear ourselves out, we get burnt out, and then we plummet to the floor, and we feel like we failed, and then we start trying again once we've wallowed in our misery for a little while, and we just keep that yo-yo effect. So when it comes to chasing your dreams and goals, I want you to have a long haul mindset because here's the thing. If you set a goal and you are like, it's going to, I'm going to do it for three months. That's the end or a month. Let's say you're like, I'm going to do routines and I've done this before. I'm going to do my routines. I'm going to create the perfect routine. I'm going to follow it to the letter of the law and it's going to take me a month to get them on lock. And then life happens and boredom happens and I don't do it and I get discouraged and it doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm literally speaking from experience. I have done this. And then I get discouraged because the month has passed and I'm no further ahead than when I started. And I'm frustrated because if it doesn't work in a month, it's never going to work. Now the difference between that mindset of that short-term goal-setting mindset versus the long haul is if I am in this for as long as it takes, it does not matter if it takes me two months or two years. Because if I hit that end mark of two months and I notice that I'm not where I need to be, guess what? I'm not frustrated because I've already made up my mind that I am in this for as long as it takes. That means that if it takes me 20 more years to figure out routines and rhythms that work for me, I'm in it. And I'm not joking about that. I've done this for years. And the long haul mindset, friend, that that is what gets you to the finish line if you hit a finish line. Like if there is a finish line to your goal because sometimes there isn't. Sometimes it's that long term goal like I'm talking about. Routines and rhythms will never end because like life never ends. 
and the way that you set up your week and um, have rhythmic portions of it that you do consistently to keep and maintain your life, those things never end. But they do change because life changes. So how long will this take? When you're talking about realistic pessimism, it's not about coming at it with the attitude of, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever and I have to say I'm going to do it for 20 years. That's not the point. The point is that you are choosing to decide that you will stick with this process for as long as it takes. For as long as it takes to get to that dream business that you want to build. Because I've done that too. I've been there. It's I'm going to get this figured out and I'm going to do social media and I'm going to grow my income by X dollars in three months. And in three months, I haven't grown my income by X dollars and I'm discouraged and feel like a failure because I didn't achieve the goal. Newsflash, the goal doesn't take three months. It might take three years. So when we are realistically pessimistic about how long it will take, we then put ourselves in this long-haul mindset that eases the highs and the lows of that hype feeling and then disappointment and frustration and feeling like we're a failure and all of those mindset blocks that come with it. I'm not saying that they won't still come up, but it eases it drastically because you no longer have that end point, that end time that you feel like, oh, I've failed. Now, these rhythms and routines, I have a goal of working on them for the next three months. In three months, when I do my quarterly goal setting and vision casting again, I may find that I need to continue to work on the rhythms. Or I may find that some rhythms are on lock and some still are not and I've not quite figured it out yet and that's okay. So it will shift and change as we go but I am in this for the long haul. I've done the same thing with my business and my nutrition. I'm in it for the long haul. So I'm not after a quick fix diet and all the, you know, get abs in 40 days. No, no. Because I'm in it for the long haul. And what is cap- or possible in the long term, if I'm looking at it with realistic pessimism, is 20 minutes to 30 minutes of exercise a few days a week. That is what is sustainable for me so that my nutrition and my health look different in three years. That's the, that's the goal. The goal is not two months. The goal is 20 years. So assume that it's going to take longer and assume that you will go and keep going no matter how long it takes. Obviously, it'd be great if routines are on lock in two months. That'd be amazing. I would love it. But if they're not, I am choosing today, now, two weeks ago, in fact, I chose it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how many ups and downs, how many times I feel like I've failed, how many times I try something and it doesn't work. It doesn't matter. I'm in this for as long as it takes. That's the point. Okay, so number two, realistic pessimism. How long, how will this feel? Be honest. How will it feel when you achieve the goal? Will you feel a little bit bored? Will you feel, um, I don't know, bored is the only one I can think of because that's what I'm looking at right now. Um, And then also how long will this take? Are you willing to stick with it for the long haul and stay with it even when you get discouraged? 
even when it's not fun, even when you don't achieve it in the time frame that you wanted to achieve it. How long are you in it for? Okay. Whew. Number three. This is, I think it's going to be a little bit longer podcast than normal. So thanks for hanging with me. Um, number three is preparation. Preparation. Oh, it's everything. Okay. The first way that I prepare and get prepared to chase goals, whether it's on a monthly basis, a yearly basis, a weekly basis, is journaling. I feel like you knew that was coming, right? <laughs> oh, I have to tell you journaling. I have to talk about it because it's amazing. Um, the first thing when it comes to being prepared and preparing for our goals, for the way that we live our lives, and the way that journaling has helped me do this, is that you have to understand that your brain is not a filing cabinet. And what happens is we're walking through our day and we see the clutter on the table and we see the thing over there that we need to remember to clean. And we do this and we, we're like, oh, I got to grab this at, at the grocery store next time. Our brain is being filled with all these thoughts, right? Like all these things that you need to do, you should do, you want to do. When you are not getting them out of your brain, and putting them down somewhere. It doesn't have to be on paper. You can put them in a note on your phone. I don't care. Just get it out of your brain. Because your brain is, it's not a filing cabinet. It's a processing system. It's like a processing computer. So it is designed to have a thought and create, help you create an action that backs that thought up. The problem is that we can't always create that action in the moment. Sometimes you can't drop what you're doing to go to the grocery store to buy one thing, right? So if we aren't putting those thoughts down, your brain will continually remind you of them over and over and over again. The more you get, the more it reminds you. And because it, it's trying to get you to do something with that thought. And so what ends up happening is you get this swirling brain full of all these thoughts and you feel like you can't think straight. It feels really overwhelming. It's like, oh, I need to get the coffee and the this and the that and the this. And you're also trying to do like the thing that you need to do right now. It's really stressful. So journaling, the first thing that you can do to help you be prepared as you walk into a day, as you walk into this new week, whatever that looks like is to do a brain dump. Anything that's in your brain, get it out. Get it out on a piece of paper, put it in a note on your phone. You don't have to do anything with it. Just get it out of your head. I promise you, your brain will stop reminding you of like a lot of stuff once you put it on paper. Because again, it wants you to take an action with the thought. And an action is typing or writing with a pen. That's an action. So now your brain knows, okay, we did something, so it's safe. I can, I can let that thought go because she did something with it. It doesn't matter if you actually accomplish the thing. You've done an action that tells your brain, okay, I can turn it off now. That one's good. She's got it. That is incredibly helpful for brain fog and just feeling like your brain is cluttered with all the things. And it will help turn off that constant rolling um, list of things that you need to do that feel super overwhelming and you don't know what to do first because it's, oh my gosh, and they just keep coming. And yeah, you know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. <laughs> um, okay, so that is one thing that I do on the regular. The next thing that I do is journaling lists. So sometimes I will do a brain dump and then I will take the, the action items in that brain dump and I will turn them into a list. But recently I have been trying to 
um, write a list every morning. And this list is everything. It is everything that I'm thinking about, very similar to a brain dump, but sometimes brain dump includes like feelings that I'm feeling. And this is like actual like action items. Um, so it might be I need to take podcast notes. I need to record the podcast. Um, I have to do the journaling prompts that are for upcoming coaching classes. Um, I have to do my social media. I need to run an errand. I need to clean the kitchen. All of those things. So I write that in my journal. I have two journals. One is like for everything. So I just brain dump in it. I pray in it. I write in it it's it's for all the ideas um so I write a list and then I look at the list again the point of the list is not to accomplish everything on it the point is to get it out of your brain you can't accomplish everything on it in one day most of the time the things on our list do not fit into into one 18 hour day or how many wow 16 hour day I don't know anyway um they don't fit so once I have the list, what this is, again, this is what's working for me right now. It doesn't mean you have to do this. This is what's working for me. I really would encourage you to get the things in your brain out of your brain because it's not designed to hold all of them. That's not the point of having a brain. Um, the brain is supposed to help you accomplish them, not store them. Okay, now that we've got, I'm sorry, I'm on a soapbox and a tangent, but I need, it's important. You need to know this. Um, so I write a list. So every day I will either do a brain dump or I write a list. Um, brain dumps, I typically lean into those when I'm feeling really cluttered and overwhelmed emotionally. Um, so I will just write down emotional thoughts. Um, on a daily basis, I've been just writing down like an enormous to-do list. And sometimes that list is things from the day before. And then I look at the list and I get really... <laughs> realistic pessimism, I look at what is actually possible for the day and for the time that I need to do, that I have available. So um, today, recording the podcast is at the top of my list. And it doesn't matter if anything else happens because I meant to do it on Saturday and I didn't have time and I meant to do it on Sunday and I didn't have time. So now I'm doing it on the day that it <clears throat> should be done. And um, it's at the top of my list. Like my goal was to get this done before lunch. So here I am. So I will get really, op really um, realistic about that list, realistic pessimism, and put the things on the list that I know I can accomplish. Those things only go in my bullet journal, which is my planning system. And again, I don't preach like one specific system. This is a system that I have worked on for years and I'm still working on it and I'm still learning, but that massively helps. Um, something that I am working on now because I wanted to share, like, this is my life. This is how I am chasing goals. This is how I am chasing wonderment. This is how I am coaching and juggling motherhood and homeschooling and a part-time job at my hubby's business. It's, I'm juggling all of this with these methods and tools. Um, so the next thing that I want to work on for this next quarter is to create a system for my ideas because I have a lot of them and I continually am filling up notes and journals and all of that stuff and then I forget that I have them and I don't use them. So that is another step in preparation that I think would go a long way um, in helping me feel like I'm not missing out on things or forgetting things that I that I know would benefit me, my life, and, and you as someone who benefits from what I do on Chasing Wonderment. So, okay. 
Um, number three is preparation, which is about journaling and writing lists and getting things out of your brain and finding some kind of planning system or way to write things down that works for you. It could be sticky notes. It could be a note in your phone, whatever that looks like. Just experiment with it and figure out what works. Okay, surprise! I actually have more written about this for this podcast episode, but guys, it's getting really long. Um, and I think I've got enough content to make a part two. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do an extra bonus episode this week. It will come out later this week with part two of how I'm chasing my goals and what that looks like. So what I would love you to do today is to come over to Instagram and leave a comment on my most recent post or send me a DM with a point that you identified with most in today's episode. I really hope this episode helps you walk into this week with more purpose and more intention so that you don't get derailed when life is messy. Because y'all, I have been there. I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to get derailed and have those messy highs and lows like I talked about today. And um, this is, these are things that have that have helped me so much. They've changed my life in so many ways. And um, they've just really helped me to learn how to start chasing wonderment. So I hope it encourages you. I hope you have a great week. And I will see you again in just a few days with part two. All right? See you soon. Keep chasing wonderment. Hey there. If you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.